All right, guys, here we go. The Raiders of the Rewatch is absolutely on fire when this week we go through Indiana Jones and The Last Crusade. Before that, we've got all kinds of shows uh, for you guys to be watching. We'll go through a bunch of news. Here we go, Nord East Podcast. And here we go, Northeast Podcast. I'm Eric. I'm here with Ryan and Jim. How are you guys doing? Very excited. I feel fantastic. Guys, I feel so good. And I was so excited to do our, our sports cast that I did a terrible job introducing the whole podcast. And I was completely off my game for the first like couple minutes of it. And I missed a bunch of things. Everyone noticed. Everyone it's for like- sure noticed because I didn't even ask people to subscribe on all of the places. Uh, you said to follow the social media. I did stuff. say it, and then I went into why Facebook is evil and stuff. And so, we just got so we just got wrapped up in that. So <laughs> follow us on Facebook. Follow us on no, don't follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. <laughs> follow us on Twitter, and then subscribe this time. Unlike last episode, subscribe on all of the places that you follow podcasts. Wherever you get it from, the Nordies podcast is definitely there. Why? Because we're doing it well. I think so. And we need those five stars. We do. Keep bringing those five stars our way. We deserve it. It's almost a hol- the holiday season. Um, it's a good time to do good deeds for others. And how many of you guys are working at home and you're not working even a fraction as much as you did when you were in the office? You have all this extra time to give us a five-star review. Yeah, no, that's true. That that's, happens to some people. That happens to some people. Um, uh, that's the opposite for me. You're busy as hell. I have more work to do than I did when I was in the office because I couldn't just be like, I got 10 meetings today that I got to go to. Now it's like meetings have been pared down to four and I've inherited another team and uh, I'm doing extra work. So well, good for you. Job security. You need that. I guess. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys, we are drinking a beer that is so much up Ryan's alley. He has to describe it to us. What is it, Ryan? This is called low key prog metal. That's oh you, my is, god that's where i like to live on the musical spectrum man that is so you that's so me um this is a, a weird like fetter hazy ipa from wild mind my okay. favorite brewery and uh, by location only by default it's, it's our it's, pod's favorite brewery it's the only one that's around <laughs> me um this is a seven percent, like is that? weird, okay. sort of crazy, almost like a saison IPA. Yeah, if that's a way to I describe got, it. Exactly what I thought. I got a saison or a sour st- uh, yeah, style yeah. IPA from it. Definitely um, Belgian it's, vibes. It's a funky IPA. Yeah, and that's what they do. I like it. It's really good. It's a lot of fun to drink. It's fruity. This is really good, and it's right up Ryan's alley. If you guys his want- favorite brewery and his favorite music. If you guys want to talk prog metal sometime on the pod i can put you all to sleep yeah we're gonna skip that we section. are gonna skip that i'm that would... kidding. i'm kidding nobody would want to listen to that except me but i like that you're passionate about it listen it is what it is i'm not gonna pretend like i like other shit you know yeah. that's cool no yeah. be yourself all right guys it is what it is that we are gonna do do we care next because that's what we always do next so here we go do we care we're I've gonna start better transitions. I mean, that was one of your weaker ones, but I'm 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 in line with it. I'm I'm, I'm on it. I have to work with what I'm given, and <laughs> that's, that's all I was given that's this all time. Given. Usually, you guys have cooler comments about things. <laughs> you can just blame prog metal on the you whole got, thing. Usually, yeah. you guys like say something. Just be like, how about how about? Well, and we're going to progress to the next section. Oh, Here comes 
See, these are missed opportunities. That is so good. I don't do this though. But you also you had another fifteen seconds to think about it. So exactly. All right. Yeah. Continue. You guys are usually like waxing poetically about the beer, and it's so simple. Yeah. All right, guys. Umbrella Academy is renewed for season three. Jim, you're excited about this. I like the show. You guys watch the show at all? No. Neither. I watched two episodes and couldn't <laughs> carry on. It's kind of dumb. I think I watched one. The and acting it was is horrible. bad. The writing is bad. Well, <laughs> the dialogue is bad. The dialogue, you're right. The the actual like plot machinations are fun, but that's because they're pulling it from from a comic book. Um, no, it's a it's okay. I almost said good show. It's a show. It's an interesting show. It's entertaining. That's what it is. And I'm excited for season three. Is and it they a left background? it in a really cool spot. Is it a background show? This show, it's like Stefan from SNL. It has like, this show has superheroes, time travel. It has, you know, midgets who are pretending to be full-size humans from 1960s. Ellen Page. It's got a talking <laughs> monkey. It's got a robo nanny. It has everything. They, it's, like a, it's like a fun play box of just ridiculousness. So I like this show. Um, it's not the best show, but... <laughs> I watch a lot of TV, and so I need things like this. I Can need things like this. Can you do more Stefan for us? <laughs> no, that's it. That's we need it. more Kirk Cousins singing and more Stefan. Yeah, tune into the other pod for me to do my impression of Kirk Cousins singing in high school, <laughs> which kind of nailed it. Spot um, on. It so was so good. I care about this show. I knew it was getting another season, of course, because it's very popular, and um, it's not a good show, but it's an entertaining show, and therefore, well, I'm, it was I'm number one. I care. I know, I know Netflix like rigs the jury, right? But the, it was number one in their trending section for like a month. And it just probably was being viewed a lot. A lot. Yeah, yeah, yep. quite a bit. So yeah, I care. Your brother-in-law cares. Sean, what up? I don't care. I know. Okay. He, um, he doesn't matter. Here we go. <laughs> Another show that Jimmy Channels is super excited about that's really weird that he can do a Stefan for nah. is getting a season two and that's Space Force. <laughs> <laughs> Space Force Space Force, I can't believe they took so many talented people, enter, pure entertaining people like um, Steve Carell, like Steve Carell yeah. and so many others, John Malkovich, and they made a show so boring. And that's I, all I have to say. I, I didn't, I didn't watch it. one second of it because you guys lambasted it. Like, the first two episodes were the only ones I watched, and they were some of the wor- it was some of the worst television I've ever seen. I watched four episodes, and I think at this point Netflix is just embarrassed that it was so bad. So they're, so they're going to be like, yeah. well, no, we're going to, of course, make another season. This is a great show for us. We had 40 million eyes on the first four episodes. So it's it was not a good show. I don't care about this. I won't horrible. watch season two. I wouldn't watch it if someone paid me to watch it's it. It's so boring. Okay. Another um, thing that you can, Stefan, for us, um, something else you're really excited about, that is The weekend is going to be performing at the Super Bowl this year. Um, yeah, it's going to have dancing ladies. It's going to, I'm not going to do the Stefan. The Stefan works for Umbrella Academy. It's a shit show of a show. Um, no, I mean, I don't, I like the weekend. Why are you throwing everything to me, by the way? Fuck you. Because he just wanted you to keep doing Stefan. <laughs> He's hoping I'd I'm nail another Stefan. i have him keep going with it. Um, it does have a talking monkey and a robo nanny. So it, those needed to be in there. Um, the weekend is a great performer. I love this pick. Don't read the comments on, on, and Facebook, you know, because people are horribly Delete racist. Facebook. But um, no, it's great, dude. The weekend's a superstar. It's cool when they have like um, artists that are na- like internationally known that are, but are still like a little bit up and coming. Like as much as I loved like the Tom Petty performance from like ten years ago, and he just played banger after banger. Right. I know that doesn't work for everyone. So to have some, you know, we've had you know Lady Gaga, 
Beyonce. Like, th- there's been some really, like, uh, Katy Perry is another one, overshadowed by Left Shark. But everyone <laughs> everyone loves, Shark, you know, these forget. people that are, like, relatively popular that have a bunch of good songs and right. good hits, and they could make a cool spectacle out of it. So The weekend is a perfect choice. You need, like, um, I would say, what's the limit? Like, you need eight top ten hits in your career, and then you can do the, the show? Because you have to bang out a bunch of jammers. You can't just be like, now a deep cut, guys, or this is from my upcoming album. I hope you enjoy. I know This has to be shit that everybody knows. I know your favorite halftime performance of all time. Well, Prince. Coldplay. Coldplay. <laughs> I, I, hey, I, I, the I, funny I, thing was, fine. on the podcast, you predicted, like, let me guess, there's going to be a bunch of colorful flowers. And then, like, the first shot oh was, God. like, the like looking down on him playing the piano. And it was, like, colorful kaleidoscope. And I was, like, We've been oh doing my this God. pod a long time. That was, like, that was a long time ago. It was yeah. three years ago. Um, no, this is good, right? Yeah, weekend's a good pick. I like the weekend. The weekend. All so, right, uh, yeah. guys. Um, Ryan's gonna be very sad because one of his favorite shows of the year, The Outsider, has been canceled oh, on HBO. Devastated. Hmm. Devastated from a show that I knew nothing about that I I kind of enjoyed until the end. Like I I had a fun time on that ride mm-hmm. until the ending kind of sucked. I was like, um, I was into it for the first three. I was like, this is premiere TV. Oh, me too. Um, who's the guy? The main guy that like the guy with like the list produced it. Yep, he was in Rogue One. Uh, I can't remember his oh, name. Oh, what about... Oh, um, Ben Mendelsohn was Mendelsohn, in it. Yeah. But I'm thinking of more... The Jason v- Bateman? Yeah, Jason, oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah, Jason. And then he was just out of it? Like, when he was out of it? In the second episode? He gets shot in the head on the courtroom steps type of situation, and the show never I think recovers. that was the first episode. Guys, it literally might have been the first. Can I just tell you how I know this was a bad show? Because if you guys remember... Um, the first episode happened and we thought it was amazing. The second episode happened and he got shot. The third episode happened and we, we were still kind of into it, it but we didn't again. talk to him about it much. Then the fourth episode happened and I was like, how long is Jason Bateman going to be out of commission on this show? And you guys were like, he's dead. He's not coming back. <laughs> and I was like, oh, <laughs> I thought he was just like in the hospital this whole time. <laughs> And then, like, you didn't even realize they didn't make a big deal out of the main character dying. That's what I feel like. He got shot, like, and then they just like cut away, and then you just assumed he was dead. I guess, yeah. There was a lot of big mistakes with the show, but you know, needless to say, it's not coming back to HBO. They're saying it's being shopped around. Okay, so it it may pop up somewhere else. I doubt it. I don't think it's good enough. I thought this was that team should go do something new, and it might be better. I thought it was like a one and done. I thought it was just like a. It ends with like this spoiler or like cliffhangery thing with like you know that like black autistic t- detective woman. Oh yeah, and she has like she get has a little cut in her arm. Oh, here we go again. It's not a good show. No, let's, let's move on. Yeah, fair enough. Let's move on. Okay, from the show and on the pod. So, Outsider officially canceled. That's not the only thing being canceled this week. Also canceled, Mandalorian. Mandalorian is canceled oh, officially because a woman's I didn't know where you were going with eggs oh. were eaten by a baby Yoda in a way that was supposed to be funny. Cancel them. Not funny. This is not funny. This is a woman's reproduction here. This is a man and Did a woman. Do we know it was a woman? Well, yeah, yes, she had frog, eggs. Frog I mean, yeah. yes. And then she her was husband car- kept hold on. her husband. Fair Didn't enough. Did you see the frog vagina scene? No, no, no. Listen, I understand. <laughs> they were carrying a vat of eggs. Mm-hmm. Are we? Are we? Are we assuming her oh, gender? Oh, that's true. Yes. Are, we are all did. these people yeah, assuming her gender? I think they were explicit with her gender. Yeah, and and we we are canceling it because this isn't funny. And then I saw another person piggyback on this. 
Also, they said, why would anyone watch this show? The the terrible time of a, a young refugee child. This is not something to be entertainment. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> oh, wow. I was like, wow. Um, so now we can't make shows It's a hugely popular all. show. I I was a little bit surprised that they kept going back to the well on the eating of the eggs. So Baby Yoda kept eating the eggs, but it was funny every time. And so I was like, okay, so it's funny. It's um, okay if he eats a baby unfertilized frog, frog yeah. but it's not okay if he eats a baby. But these are sent. Th- th- these are sentient beings. The f- we assume the frog was was like a frog. This is a frog person, a frog lady. Um, but th- these are not children. These are fucking eggs that are not fertilized. They're very explicit. That we need to get it to the guy to fertilize it, and then they can become, you know, children or whatever. So, and plus, dude, he's a. It, it was supposed to be kind of dark, but he's not like an evil creature. He's a fucking baby who's hungry. That we know of yet. Well, yeah. I mean, they could. They we could, thought Jar Jar Binks was good, and he turned out to be a Sith Lord. So I wonder if these people were like eating <laughs> eating some like scrambies and bacon when they like fired up these comments. Yeah. Like, were you eating some pre chickens? When right, you wrote that comment. This is pre-frog, so I, I whatever. Yeah, Who it cares? was funny. You know, a couple tweets will go a long way. I get it. It's just a few people were upset, but it, you know, it was it was played for laughs, and maybe it was a little unsensitive. No, just forget all that. It was no, it fine. Wasn't. It was funny. It's fine. Okay, guys. Next up, Darkwing what? Duck is getting a reboot on Disney Plus. Is this going to be a cartoon? Yes. Sad. I wish it wasn't. I love Darkwing. Oh, you Duck, want a live though. action? Yeah, I love live action stuff. Well, I do too, just in general. Don't, I mean, don't do your spiel. Could it be don't, live action? Don't do the Toy Story. Could it be live action like, <laughs> say, Roger? Who framed Roger Rabbit? That already is live action. But with the with Darkwing Duck. Oh, okay. Then it would just be all ducks and, and a bear <laughs> and people and probably some voluptuous woman based on who killed Roger Rabbit. I did watch the first twenty minutes of Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Jessica framed. Rabbit still got it. She still can, got she it. Can still get move it. the needle for me. Yeah. Darkwing Duck, do we care about this? I, I, I don't. You're the only s- one that cares. I, I don't think. care, but I'm going to say care, I do. I'm going to okay. say I do. Then we'll just say we don't, and you do, and we'll move on. Thanks. All right, next up, uh, Chris Pratt is going to officially be in Thor Love and Thunder. Hell yeah. How great is this going to be? Wonderful. I think I just can't wait. You I mean, guys know like how crazy this movie is going to be. The, Jane Foster's back, oh. and she's going to have Thor powers. Oh, I, I love Jane Foster. Yep. The The probably best buddy cop scenes in all of uh infinity war mm-hmm. were chris pratt or star lord and thor i mean they're like matching machismo thing is so funny it was so so funny they are perfect together i want a whole movie of it i don't know if he's cast as like third billing and he's going to be in it a lot or he's got a couple scenes but you had me at taika everyone exactly this is going to be hilarious it's going to be incredible i can't wait this might be the movie i'm currently the most excited about i'm most excited about black widow because it's sooner but i mean if if time was not an option you could tell me which one to watch or like i get to pick i would go with with Thor. If four. you and time is a flat circle, and I'm choosing Thor. I was going to say if you're like if you're uh not to be morbid, but like you have a, a make a wish, right? And Disney's <laughs> like, yep, you can watch one of them, Black Widow or Thor: Love and Thunder. Well, yeah, you're then, picking Thor. Yeah, I get to live longer then. I'm just kidding, but yeah, no, that's the answer. Okay, next up, uh, David Fincher is signing an exclusive 
four-year deal with Netflix. As long as we don't get more Mindhunter, uh, I'm cool with it. I think you will. Mindhunter is, is... David Fincher is an interesting director. I mean, you look back at what he's done. He's done Seven, and he's done Fight Club, and just these incredibly exciting he did, movies. Um, but he's also done some very boring... Dragon Tattoo. Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Yeah. I Which is the second good, one of that. A great movie. I mean, a very good movie. Can but he's also one of done Netflix. He did Zodiac, Zodiac. Yeah. which is the, what he's done lately is much more in the vein of Zodiac. Correct. Which is like a slow burn. What's it like to be the, inside the mind of a criminal? Um, Except and they didn't I, do I get that. bored with it. I get I get really bored with Mindhunter. I tried and tried and tried. I literally dropped it and picked it up countless times. Maybe made it to six episodes, and then finally I'm like, "Fuck it, I'm done. I'm not. I'm torturing myself." But they didn't it's even not do. Going to get more interesting. They didn't even do like, "What's it like to be inside the mind of a serial killer?" It's like, "What's it like to be inside the mind of an FBI a boring agent FBI agent who's interviewing serial killers?" Yeah, but like not even having issues with it. It was just right. sort of like, "Well, there's bureaucracy." Yeah. I couldn't care so, less about early FBI bureaucracy. That's what that's what David Fincher has done so far, but he has this big deal with them. I have a feeling we may get in there. We'll probably get two David Fincher movies, two movies. and I yep. hope that one of them is a banger at yep. least. All right, here we go, guys. Sound effect time. <gasps> oh. <laughs> oh, you just picked one? Yeah, just that's it. it. That's what we're going with. Oh, okay. All right, we're going with overrated, underrated, properly rated David Fincher. Okay, let's do them quick. Okay, here we go. Super fast. We're starting out. Do you want to do TV first or do you want to do, just do movies. movies first? Just do movies. Just well, do TV movies. is really important, though, because TV has House of Cards, Love, Death, and Robots, and Mindhunter, all recent. Okay. And, I mean, say what you want about House of Cards. It was a really big show. Yeah, I didn't even know he had... Did he start the show? He was the executive producer okay. and director. All right. Well, it was great. When he started, it was awesome. Um. All right, so movies. He did Alien 3 first. Not the best Not one. the best one, no. He did Seven. Incredible. That's his second movie. I know. Seven is absolutely incredible. Kind of like hard to watch, but one of the best but movies. But yet I've seen it eight times. Still holds up. So not that hard to watch, I guess. Um, next up, The Game. Oh, The Game. Talk about a sleeper. Maybe his, most, maybe his most underrated, Sean Penn, maybe his most underrated film. Have you seen it, Eric? No, I've never, oh heard, I've never heard of it. It's then the less you know, the better. Yep, Go not, watch it. Okay. I'll find it for you. Like, should I watch the um, Hereditary or The Game? Now I'm saying The Game first. <laughs> <laughs> keep, keep jumping Hereditary. <laughs> okay. Um, next up, Fight Club. Oh, God. Dude is on fire Unbelievable. Right he, this, can't, he can't miss at this point. No. Um. He did. Uh oh. <laughs> he did Panic Room. No, people really like Panic Room. Uh, not I think me. it's no, not, not me. I didn't like it either. I was I had not seen it until uh, about eight months ago, and it was boring. Um. Then he did Full Frontal, which is not really a thing. Okay. Um. Then he did Lords of Dogtown. Oh. Where she was the I executive producer. Oh, okay. I want to see directing. Um. He directed next Zodiac. Have you guys sat through Zodiac? I like it. You like it? I do like it. And you've seen the whole thing? Yes. Okay. I do like it. I like the open-endedness. Like, I, I feel like that is uh, very apropos. Yeah. I, I thought... That's I thought, how you tell that story, I, I guess, liked but. RDJ, too. Like, I thought he was great. I I, I liked... Great acting. All Great of them. writing. All that's true. Yeah. It's just boring. Okay. Uh, then he did The Curious Case of Benjamin Button. Big movie, snooze button. Not really rewatchable in the end, though. Great, he wanted to do some effects and work with Brad Pitt. Then he did The Social Network. Huge movie. It's actually, uh, I mean, it's it's, really good. I don't know. I haven't seen it. It's a '96 on Rotten Tomatoes. I think it's better now. You're probably right to find out what a piece of shit Mark Zuckerberg was 
then too then it i mean you you know then it was like yeah but facebook isn't that big of a deal and now it's like facebook is ruining everyone yeah then he did the girl with the dragon tattoo which got an 86 and they never made a second one it was that was hard to watch it was, or there were some scenes I that were very hard loved to watch. It. No, I'm saying it was good, but that was also very brutal, and probably why they didn't make a second one. Yeah, a little too dark. Um, then he did Gone Girl. Huge movie. Great movie. Uh, book was better, but good movie. I hadn't read it. Then he did... Uh, no, no, he didn't do that. Um, then he did World War Z 2, which is coming out yeah, in so 2022. That was, that was like his last movie, huh? Yeah. Gone Girl, which yeah. is crazy. Then he did a bunch of TV. And then he's done Zodiac and stuff. So. He did I mean, Mindhunter, Mindhunter, House of Cards, Love, Death, and Robots, and Mindhunter. So um, I would say he is actually properly rated as a top director, top billing guy. He maybe peaked with his entertainment value, but once he had done like big popular movies that were just like fun cult classics, then he could do stuff that he maybe he thought was more interesting, which is more serious work. I would say I would agree. Properly rated. And I think that's a compliment. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's not a negative thing. I think he's properly rated and, and renowned as a very good director. Mm-hmm. I think he's underrated. Underrated. If if I had to choose underrated or overrated, because it's kind of boring to choose properly rated, I'm going to say if I had to pick of the two, I would say he is underrated. So I there think was a he time? is a big time director. And even though I'm super bored with what he's done on television, I am pumped about any movie that he makes. There was a time when I thought that he and Darren Aronofsky were going to have like the same amazing careers. And this is like, you know, a while ago. And then, you know, you look what Darren Aronofsky kind of like fell off, just hasn't been able to capture that. And Fincher presses on. So to me, Fincher is properly rated as one of my top, top eight, six, seven, whatever favorite filmmakers currently. And one of the guys that did did just write, does his own writing, does his own directing, um, it feels like his movies. He's got his own style. Love Fincher. Love Fincher underrated. Okay, here we go. Sorry for the impromptu overrated underrated. Um, Mads Mikkelsen uh, could be playing Grindelwald in the um, next Harry Potter movie. Fantastic Beast 3. We solved this problem already. Um, and y- y- lately when we've been solving problems, like two weeks later they've announced it that that's what they've gone with because mm-hmm. we're massively popular. What was the one that just, just happened? people just take our... May Madness. May yeah, Madness. You, you invented May Madness last yes. week, and then Patino Elder is like, "I believe we should do this thing he's called May Madness." I heard on a the, podcast on Minnesota. L- listening to all the podcasts, just wondering if anyone's talking shit about his sketchy ass son. <laughs> and he heard about a great idea called May Madness, which we should yeah. do. Yeah, this is our newest one. Um, so we had decided. We had also decided that look, they had um, Farrell. What's his name? Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell. As the original Grindelwald in a disguise, and so why not just bring him back now that Depp is out? Bring him back and say, "Look, he's back in that disguise, or this is his the real him, or whatever." There's a million ways to just quickly, sense. yeah, yeah, explain it why he looks like that again. Instead, they're gonna have to pretend that nothing changed, or maybe say, th- "Say here's another disguise." Mads Mikkelsen is fantastic. I love Mads Mikkelsen. He's such a good actor. He's hard to understand, though. He's got a very thick accent. He brings with him everywhere he goes. This is not a slight on him. You're just saying it makes more sense story-wise to bring Colin Farrell back. Yeah. Matt Mickelson is just, he's a little typecast now. You see him a lot as the bad guy. That's the only thing I liked about Johnny Depp was that he's not a, not 
typecast as a bad guy. So it felt like somebody that maybe, um, you know, what do you call it? Dumble hot? What do you hot? Uh, Yumbledore. Y- Yumbledore could maybe fall in love with. Yeah. A guy like, like uh, you know, Johnny Depp. As so, long as he didn't poop in the bed. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> the judge ruled that was the dog, I the think. The judge ruled it wasn't her. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> oh, God. Those chronicles, I don't even right. want to get into. TMZ aside. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, guys, my problem with Mads Mikkelsen is how are they going to explain... It's easier for them to explain the different appearances of Colin Farrell and Johnny Depp than it is to explain how Grindelwald also duked it out, bled from the eyes, and uh, battled with James Bond um, as a poker player. Right. I'm going to have a harder time with that one. Or the time that he went up against Doctor Strange... And and really like did some cool magic and tried to control time. Yeah, he's got too many different powers and things he's done that were evil for me to want. He also him was to be Hannibal, his. which I I actually love that show, and I'll keep plugging that every time. I knew you were going to bring that. up. I had to. Sorry. Yeah. Okay, guys, we have a couple other big things here. Um, Wandavision is coming out. Oh, do we care, Mads Mikkelsen? Yeah, yeah, I care. I care. Yeah. I, either way, it's a I'm big excited. Piece of news. I'm excited about any Harry Potter movie, even if it's not good. I still will like it. We'll still watch it. Um, WandaVision is coming out January 15th. Now, um, that was is, the whole piece of news. This is going to be a big time show. Yeah, um, I'm really excited about this. I think it's going to be incredibly silly, um, but it's going to work. Yeah, I think that they have top top people writing the show and it's going to be really complicated and it's going to tie a lot of things together it's going to make it feel essential and necessary to have disney plus which people top people top people are we turning a corner on what in that the appetite for movies and covid maybe has exacerbated that faster than studios had been planning that we want more long form of these stories with a smattering of movies mm-hmm. as opposed to lots of movies with a smattering of shows like and you know an agents of shield type thing to go along with the massive marvel franchise whereas we're going to get like a handful of movies and just a spider-man tv show that's 10 episodes long and an hour each oh, like be I, crazy i think I feel like with Star Wars and this, like this, they're discovering that the appetite is much larger to have this stuff on a streaming service as opposed to going to movies. And I think they're still going to keep mm-hmm. some of the big stuff in the theaters, but I think well, COVID has propelled us towards I think this new... COVID is going to kill 80% of movie theaters permanently. And only the big super places are going to survive and they're going to become what you guys like, like drink whiskey and eat fancy food. Hell and like, yeah. Pay, pay yeah. F- you know, $18. It's going to be expensive. I feel six more Love bucks. That. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. And then, and then I think it's going to mean that television streaming is going to be better than ever. It's going to have more quality. It's going to have better actors and actresses and directors and writers, but it's going to cost more. I think that's also going to happen. Fair, I'm fine and you're going to get you're going to get a ten part Spider Man season with, um, what's his name? Tom Holland. Tom Holland with some top tip top director with Taika or something. Or well, you even know. before COVID, they I mean, just their regular plan was going to be more hours of TV content than it was movie content. They maybe do two two movies a year. One year they did three, I think. So call that you know, five hours tops. Well, one series is longer than five hours. Yeah. And they we're going to have two or three series a year. So they were already moving in that direction fast. 
And, you know, judging by the content of like The Mandalorian, which is a fucking six hour, seven hour long movie, whatever per season. I mean, it's I think they were already heading that way. And this is just causing them to double down. On I it. think it's going to make them I think triple the, down. Well, yeah. I think the smart studios were heading that way. And now I think everyone is going to be heading that direction. Yeah. And I'm here for it. And Disney's just lucky or just that powerful that they also have their own streaming service. So yeah. they can make all the money. Yeah. Um, definitely care. Can't wait for this to come Can't, can't wait. wait. So the news was that they announced a date and it's January 15th. And we care. Okay, next up, um, Donald Glover is saying that Atlanta season three and four, which are going to come out pretty close to each other, I believe. I think it'll be probably like back-to-back years, but they're being produced together. And um, he's claiming it's going to be the best television of all time. He's saying that only Sopranos can touch it, which I I don't like. Fine, I, be- I believe. I believe it. it. Like, why not? I believe what he's saying. I'm I'm really excited by this. Did you watch it? Did you you ended up watching it, right? Oh yes. Okay. It was great. Yes. Um, Second season better than the first. Yeah, but it's the best thing about it is that somehow it's a comedy and a drama. It's romantic. It's scary. It's um, a show that you could watch one episode and understand, but also a show that you really need to watch every episode to understand. It is top-notch television that's not always the most entertaining television, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Right. Sometimes you will just think about it for a while. Sometimes it's like it's like kind of high-end um, stuff where it's like not very entertaining, mm-hmm. but you're like, wow, it was really like thought-provoking. So I think it's great, and I believe Donald Glover because I think that Donald Glover is smart. I don't think he's an asshole, and I do think that he is one of the best artists in the world right now. I would agree with all that. I can't that. say anything more than that. I mean, Mr. Robot did that to us too. And some of them missed, right? Some of them didn't work, but on the whole, it was quality. Yeah. Feels great. On the oh, whole. That makes me sad because that makes me miss Mr. Robot. Yeah. If anyone didn't watch Mr. Robot, can you like go back and do that? You should go watch that. For you like should like really that, go watch it. Like, like someone that hasn't seen Breaking Bad. Yeah. Can you imagine that person? Can't that guy? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> We're looking at it. Can't believe that. All right, guys. Um, also, uh, just a little um, plug here. Please, uh, if you haven't watched season one, go watch his dark materials. We will be watching it this week. Monday. Season two comes out on Monday. We won't watch it on Monday because the Vikings play. Um, but at some other point in the week, I we might. can watch his dark materials on hbo it is um definitely one of the bigger shows on tv right now hopefully season two is even better than season one i tell you what when the vikings are down 24 rip at halftime <laughs> his dark materials is going on yeah, yeah that's, that's true. true um is that your last piece of news yes i have one more mm-hmm. go ahead nordy's cares and Nordeast has a new new fucking venture causes. called Nordeast, Nordeast Causes. causes. Yeah. I know, but we care too. Sorry. And I fucked it up, and then I tried to play it in, but you guys caught oh, me. We jumped no. all over you. No, it's yeah. called the Nordeast Causes, and we have. So we're gonna do a new cause every week. We're gonna raise money. Month. We're gonna get you Sorry. guys. Thank you. Oh my God, this is Eric's deal. I should let him sell no, it. But, go on. Um, every month we're gonna have a new exciting cause, and we're gonna try to get you guys involved. And this is not a podcast we ever started to make money, but we figured, hey, we've gotten to the point where we could at least help others. So let's do that. Um, let's pick a cause, and you guys can help us pick it as the listeners, and then we'll get in, we'll get into it together. So um, we 
what do we have for November? So for October 1st, we had um, Brian challenged Adam to the One Chip Challenge. And Adam chose uh, Northern Lights Greyhound Rescue. Um, and if I... The greyhounds are race dogs, but racing has become illegal almost all over the country for greyhounds. So they're like a species that's mostly just going to get put to death at this point. Um, And so they are uh, an organization that rescues dogs from around the country, rescues dogs from the racetracks and the kennels, and then finds caring homes for them. Um, so Ryan made an amazing donation to save a bunch of dogs, which I don't know if anything could make Ryan any cooler than saving dogs. That's amazing. Um, and then that was for October for us. Um, that was inspirational to the rest of us. We decided that we should do even more of this and we should use our platform, um, whether it was to donate ourselves or to help find people to donate for causes or even just spread awareness. And so we're doing JDRF, which is a, a um, diabetes, like mostly type one diabetes organization during, um, this month, which is like the diabetes awareness month. And, uh, this last weekend was world diabetes day. So it was like raising awareness about, uh, you know, condition that affects people across the globe and, um, not to, to talk politics, but Bernie Sanders constantly talks about the price of insulin and how it's $6 to manufacture insulin and it's they sell that same um, six dollar amount for three hundred dollars to people, and so it is uh, an important cause that people can't help that they have this condition. Um, we don't understand why people get it at all, and it just seems like a good cause for us. I know a lot of people reached out and um, were excited that that was a group that we were supporting. Um, so go check them out, JDRF. They're all over. They have a specific branch in Minnesota, but they also have, uh, um, you know national stuff as well so reach out and donate to a really great cause and then if there are any causes you're feeling really passionate about or anything you're doing that you want us to raise some awareness about um, reach out to us and we can partner with you in trying to make a difference in our community because like jim said we're not here we don't make any money doing this we turn money down we are just here to try to spread goodwill and i mean they're throwing money at us left and right and they we are keep saying and no. we People say are do you get any beer us. we'll take some beer yeah we'll take your beer but we don't want your money we would like that money to go to some kind of good back cause. to the community and this and plus like, we don't have to have big sponsorships and ads and stuff for you guys the, which is the, nice for us too mostly for us the roots of this podcast like kind of started with movember yeah i mean realistically that's how we I've... were three members of a big movember team that raised the most in the state for like eight years in a fucking row um yeah we pretty much killed it and so yeah. that's how i met eric that's I mean, true re- i mean you know what i mean like that so like the whole story like comes full full circle doing you know charitable work and yeah. not necessarily in the sense of like that's all we focused on because it was really just out of one month out of the year right but there is a time and place, like especially with the way the world is right now, to realize that we have the privilege and the opportunity to be able to give back, and we should absolutely take advantage of that. Perfect. Well said, buddy. Okay, we're moving into hot wrecks, and uh, Jim, you've got some rapid fire wrecks for us today. Um, so you're gonna go quick on the ones well, that they're rapid fire. I don't know if they're all wrecks, but yeah. Well, they're they're either Rex or anti-Rex. Yeah. All right, here we go. The Dead Don't Die. Where can we find it? That's a straight skip. Uh, that's on HBO Max. You know, I saw Adam Driver and Bill Murray, and I'm like, okay. Oh, yeah, that one. I'm like, we need to watch this. And it is really dumb and really not funny, and it's a mess. It's a skip. And I watched 40 minutes of it. I won't get those 40 minutes back. All right, A Teacher. It's on 
FX. Yeah. It's on FX and Hulu. Right, because they have a partnership. So Hulu the next day, FX live. Um, I like this one. I'm th- I'm caught up at three episodes in. This is um, Kate Mara, who was in House of Cards, right? Yeah. And then a bunch of other actors and actresses you might not. She was in The Martian name, but as well. She's great. Yeah. yeah. And so she plays this teacher who's like kind of falling in love with a... She's like 34 and she's falling in love with like a 17-year-old young man young boy which is uncomfortable um and it's supposed to be it's it's not really glamorizing anything although it is a little weird and i don't think this would ever play with an older like a 35 year old man and a 17 year old um girl it would never you make couldn't it. even make you wouldn't make it on air and i'm surprised this did to be honest you know who probably pitched it's an that? edgy show but i think it's good and it feels real it feels kind of <laughs> you know who probably pitched that show who would the pitch? one you're dan and dave Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they did the reverse civil war. They did the yeah. reverse civil what war. If, what if the South won the civil war and there's modern day slavery? Let's yeah. deal with that from two white guys. Beautiful. Uh, that didn't happen. The show's going to need a lot of wrecks for a 32 year old guy who teaches 17 year olds. Yeah. yeah. Um, it you shouldn't watch this. It's a little uncomfortable. Um, you're going to have to wreck. You're going to have to like watch the whole thing. I'm going to keep be- watching it. I like it. My wife likes it. Um, it's, it's, it's well done show. It's well acted. It's a little uncomfortable though, for sure, as it should be. Okay, next up, Truth Seekers. Truth Seekers. All right, I watched two episodes of this. It's on Amazon. It's it's uh, Nick Frost, big fat guy, right? Coming together with Simon Pegg. Um, that's the team. That's the duo. That's like, the you know, they've done... Uh, Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the yeah. Dead and uh, Hot Fuzz and End of the World. And um, this is actually pretty good. It's kind of like a, like, like a YouTube channel guy, like a paranormal activity, kind of like, you know, there's a bunch of those people out there but this has like some actually some good scares but it's it's it is funny i'm like i bet this show will be semi-interesting but not actually funny it is funny all right and so that's why i like it is this a hot wreck i would say this is a a tepid wreck but this is a wreck it is a wreck but i've only watched two that's all that's out so far getting there though so i've watched a lot of i've watched like three episodes of so many shows let's keep going okay the undoing heating up Oh, the oh, this is this one's Ryan. This is HBO Max. This is uh, Big Little Eyes three, essentially for Nicole Kidman, right? Kind of playing the same role. Hugh, uh, Hugh Grant, yep, is doing his usual charming self uh, as he does so well. Um, this show is a skip. Okay, do not click on it. You will be disappointed. I watched forty minutes and stopped myself. So. That's plenty. That's yeah. all you, you you've seen it. You could. It's like a soap opera. You could probably watch the season finale and be completely caught up in understanding exactly what happened. Okay. Ted Lasso. This is a Premier League show. You guys, do you guys remember when oh, NBC first got oh, Premier yeah. League? Oh, yeah. We we know what it's all about. Okay, yeah, yeah. so you guys know, but maybe the maybe the viewers don't. The viewers, the yes, the viewers. So maybe I could explain it to them. Please yeah. do jerks sorry um so anyways like when nbc first got e- the epl they had uh jason sudeikis no sudeikis yes come in and like pretend to be this like american football coach who went over and had to coach english football he didn't understand the passing and they can't use your hands and like that was funny it was funny it was funny in like 20 second clips and he's like when's the fourth quarter start and, like it's half sir it's halves yeah. and so oh, they use that joke they oh, use do it. They, oh, really? they use it oh, again. God. Then they use it again. Yeah. When the fourth quarter's down, uh, so we have halves here. They used it. And so they've I, I don't think it's a very good show. I do think that if you're into the Premier League, you may get something out of it, like hearing your team. Oh, Chelsea, they're talking about they're playing Chelsea, they're playing Crystal Palace. So I Wait, he's coaching the Spurs, right? 
he's coaching a team that does not exist. Uh, he is I coaching, he was coaching. So he was coaching Tottenham in the commercials. He's coaching a team that has been uh, AFC Bournemouth. I don't know. They're kind of like uh, perennial 14 finishers. Okay. Yep. And they're kind of forgettable, but they're trying to like make a name for themselves. And then, of course, there's, you know, deviant owners and then there's like side stuff. And then there's, you know, they're like literally I think you guys would like it more because I'm sure that some of the characters in the team, they're modeling after EPL people like who's that Costa guy that's like an asshole that Diego, Diego, Diego. he's on the fucking show. dude. I guarantee Diego is a character. Um, So I don't know. I, I wanted you guys to watch it to see if you got more out of it than I did. But I think it's not a wreck, unfortunately. Okay, what about The Long Way Up? Holy shit, I watched a lot of dumb TV. All right, Ewan McGregor, also on Apple Apple Plus, which if you bought a new iPhone, you will have this. You'll have Apple Plus. Um, this is like, I think it's pretty good. It's a documentary about him taking this long motorcycle ride. Ewan McGregor is a delightful human. Can we agree on that? Love him. Sure. He's fantastic. And but I this love is him, him more as buddy. Obi-Wan, and that's what I really want to see him in. I know, and we shall. Sounds like we will. Maybe. So this is like, this is a soft wreck for me. It's it's a feel-good show. It's really interesting with the technology. They're trying to go from like the bottom of South America to LA on electric motorcycles, which has not been done. So they have like these companies coming in and building prototypes for them and last minute and there's hangups and I like it. I'm going to keep watching it. Uh, finally, The Servant. Okay, this is my last one. This is Apple Plus as well. A lot of Apple for you. Well, I tried to, you know, I was like, dude, I got this for a year now. Let me see if anything's good. Turns out it's not so good. So this is M. Night Shyamalan's <laughs> show. Remember this? So it's no. like, it's like, uh, it's it's really good. This is my favorite out of the Apple TV stuff. Okay. It's like a, it's like a mystery thriller, sci-fi a little bit, like psychological thriller about this guy who like, they lost a baby, him and his wife. And his wife like couldn't get over it, so they got a like a fake model, like like a fake baby that they could care for for her to get over it. And then he he can't he starts to not be able to tell if it's real or not. And then like a house like this nanny comes in, and she's like acting like it's totally real. And he's like, "Wait, who's right? Is this baby alive or dead? like it's pretty fucked up?" So I'm gonna keep watching that one. I think that's probably my hottest wreck out of some of these new shows I've been watching. Servant. Okay, um, better late than never. Okay, I was feeling nostalgic. Mm. I was trying to go back to my childhood, maybe. Let me but, also let me also say this mm. before Eric gets into it too far. Before we even started like recording, Eric was telling me how excited he was to talk about the movies that he watched. <laughs> I have this full well. sneaking suspicion. That none of these movies were good, but he wanted he wanted to he wanted to like dust off his childhood a little bit, and we're gonna get some hot takes, and I'm excited. You so, watched the Power Rangers movie? I'm I sure. did. No way. Yes. Is that what gonna be one of them? Yes. Oh my god, that's fucking crazy. I, I had watched, no idea. That is unscripted. Wow. I, I watched 2017's Saban's The Power Rangers. Oh, I like that movie. I watched it too. This movie was horrible. No way. I liked it. It was so bad. Let me tell you why. Okay. So one, it has Billy from Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, he's like oh, a third as handsome as he is in Stranger Things. Yeah. Well, did he have a shirt on? Shirt on the whole time. And That's this why. weird haircut. Like this weird. Like, he didn't have the mullet. No, the mullet was important. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Billy needs the mullet. Okay. Yeah. So let me tell you why this movie was so fucking bad. 
Okay, the movie is over two hours long. Way too long for a Power In Rangers. two hours of Power Rangers, they fight in the actual Power Ranger costumes for like 40 seconds. The entire movie. They're never Power Rangers. They're literally kids <laughs> who can't be Power Rangers for the whole movie. Okay. That's the only... I would be yeah. disappointed if in the first 10 minutes they weren't in the Power Rangers They're suits. never in the Power Ranger suits. They finally learn how to be... Power, I'm going to spoil the movie for everyone because it was Nobody so cares. fucking bad. Nobody cares. They literally get their Power Ranger suits finally. Their first battle is underwater. Pointless. Which oh, is yeah. really stupid. And then they instantly come above ground. They each do a couple cartwheels. And they kick a couple, like, rock men who are supposed to be the putties. And then that's it. They're never in their costumes fighting ever again. I waited 90 minutes for... But wasn't it interesting, like, them getting their powers? I thought some of that was no, kind of fun. No, it wasn't. I then, some of it. Then they spend almost the whole time fighting in Zords, which I was also excited about. I shouldn't have been. It was awful. Um, Rita was a complete train wreck of a character. I hated most of the Power Rangers. Yeah, Rita was um, a famous actress. Who is she? The blonde <laughs> one that was in all like the Judd Apatow movies. Oh yeah, um, I can't remember. She's funny. Yeah, well, it's it's her. I can't think of okay. her name. Um, and then Brian Cranston was Zordon for like he literally <laughs> called in from his phone to do it. He couldn't have mailed this thing in anymore. He literally, like, I think he just recorded his lines, like, over an iPhone and got paid his, like, you know, $40,000. Leslie Mann? And, and that was it. No, no. 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 Um, the other one. But you're close. You know her. She's, like, the sister in um, Knocked Up. And it's not Leslie Mann. Damn. I was thinking of the We Are 40 movie or whatever. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. It's like she goes to the club with um, Catherine Heigl. And like yeah. pretend she's still hot. I mean, she she is. But. She is still hot. Um, but yeah. Anyways, um, this movie was so bad that I think they thought they were going to make this into a huge franchise, and they just had to stop. And now they're starting over as a new Power Ranger franchise is on its way. So yeah, Power bad. Rangers would make for the best version of Power Rangers. I think would be an HBO show followed. <laughs> it's Leslie Mann. I nailed no. it. You're. It's somebody else though. This is terrible. Um, this should be an HBO show because, again, it was kind of inappropriate. It wasn't really meant for. It wasn't really meant for kids. It wasn't really a kids movie. It was like, did you like Power Rangers in the '90s? If you did, we're gonna make it a little more inappropriate, and it sucked. It was awful. Well, and then they were uh, that like in the TV show, they were in their suits three times in a 24 minute episode right they yeah. were in there all and the you time. you spent two hours and you got 40 seconds worth of suit, suit yeah that never, was not fair they never fought in their suits the entire time and by the way and then they were there underwater. was five there was five power rangers and only one of them ever even used one of their weapons also what they a pointless movie they also didn't do the it's morphin time and then they not were like, once tyrannosaurus rex triceratops saber tooth tiger they didn't do that what a, po what a pointless movie. All the cool parts of Power Rangers were not in this movie. If you watch this movie, you are as big of a sucker as I am. It's like, I watched it. Elizabeth Banks. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, not quite the Apatow link that you're thinking of. Literally married to Apatow. Yeah, yeah. But. Okay, finally, the other nostalgic movie from my childhood that I watched based on a comment that Jim made last week, and that is uh -oh. X1, the first X-Men movie. Yeah. Not that good. <laughs> <laughs> now now don't get me wrong God, this movie was huge though don't get me wrong this movie for its time 
it was ahead of its time. And this was very Wolverine centric. Wolverine. Yes? It's it's a lot about Wolverine. Um, it's got Marston as um, Cyclops. It has. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. What's her name? Uh, Tyra Banks. Is that her name? Halle Berry. Halle Berry. Storm. <laughs> Jeez. It's way off. I don't think Tyra. It's Banks also has ever sad that I realized that uh, Halle Halle Berry um, as big, Storm. Um, yeah. It's it's got uh, uh, who's Professor X. Patrick Stewart. Uh, Patrick Stewart. Oh, gosh, fantastic! So I mean, do you want me to go through the whole cast? And who's you? Magneto? Ian. Ewan, Ian McKellen. Ewan, Ian McKellen. You don't like him though, I bet. No, he's good. Okay. So, so the cast is good. Um, they were on the right track. They were like they were like five to ten years ahead of movies. Sure. But they still were in a time where we weren't very good at making movies. You and know, so, I watched X2, by the way, not X1. I'm going to watch X2 based on your suggestion because you said it was so good. Because now you'll get there. And I don't think it was so good. I think it was very good. It was good. So Sur- Surprisingly good. I was happy I watched it, but it was like it was like um, a throwback to how movies used to be. And that's always kind of hard to watch now when I know like how complicated and smart these movies can be. And there were so many good people in it that they were really foreshadowing where the movie industry was headed and they were just a little ahead of their time. So I did like it. X one, go check it out. X two. I'm can't wait. I'll watch it this week. Can we just also revisit for one second? The fact that Eric conflated Halle Berry <laughs> with Tyra Banks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's oh, bad. That's so bad. <laughs> it's like famous black woman from this, from 95 <laughs> done that Tyra Banks. Like slightly busty. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah oh, Tyra yeah. Hot done. Yeah. That's amazing. That's exactly what my brain did. Yeah. You watched way too much Power Ranger this week to, to stay on top of shit like that. I did watch too much Power Rangers this week. Um, so I need to do better um, moving forward. But overall, don't watch either the Power Rangers because it was awful. <gasps> but now. Yes. It's time for Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Rewatch. That's us. The Raiders of the Rewatch. Couldn't be more excited for this. Oh my god, I have like 18 pages of notes from watching this movie. Alright guys, we watched Indiana Jones and The Last Crusade. And it was unbelievable. So fun. Loved it. Loved it. Best one. Okay, I need your guys' help as we go through what happens in the movie. Um, a little bit, but I'll do my best. Ryan, you watched it twice. I watched so it So maybe he should take over bit by bit. What so, so just help me out here. So we start out with um, going back to the past. I think we're in the 1930s. 30s seems right. And uh, Indy is on a some sort Boy of scout, Boy scout, deal, Eagle yeah. scout kind field of thing. trip kind of thing. And he s- comes into this cave that they find their way into. And he sees some... Looters. Archaeologist looters oh. who are going through looking for Car- Coronado's cross. cross this mm-hmm. famous golden um, artifact that has been left in the caves. And so he instantly has this, this feeling that this is not for sale. This isn't for someone to find. This is this should be in a museum. Like They've retconned him at this point. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and so he steals the cross and... And gets into this huge adventure going... He gets onto a train, which was... Each train car represents a different piece of his personality (laughs) so conveniently. One is a snake fear. The next one is a whip scar. 
It was kind of perfect. The one after that is how he takes his style from the main guy. Like, it was, uh, but hey, River Phoenix, shout out to young River Phoenix, died in Joaquin Phoenix's arms not long after this was made. Uh, Who's River Phoenix? River Phoenix is the young Indiana young Jones. Indy. Oh, really? Was a yeah. bigger star. Joaquin Phoenix was a nobody. And, and Joaquin Phoenix, like, held his brother dying outside of a nightclub. River. From drugs? Yeah. Oh, yeah. my gosh. That's OD. terrible. Yeah, horrible. Wow. Yeah. So that's that. I Way to bring it down, Jim. So he got the hat from there. He got the whip from there. He got the scar. He got the fear of snakes from there. So it was I, all very like in, for, like f- formative, crammed into one moment. And then I loved it. I loved it too. And, and then it, it it flashes to the present. Right? Well, hold on. But you also get the part where you learn like what a kind of a dick his dad is to him. Right. When he's trying to tell him like I found the cross of Coronado. He's like count to ten. And he's like, one, two. He's like, in Greek. He's like, fuck. Yeah. I don't remember these fucking numbers. And then, of course, you know, they end up losing the cross to... See how unjust the world is a little bit yep. there. And then he puts the hat on him, and then Indy is made. Indy is made. And then, Eric, go ahead with your flash forward. Flash forward to them on some kind of boat where he's trying to still get this cross of Coronado. You know, the funny thing is, this is now 1935. The timeline, they didn't give a fuck about the timeline when they made these movies. I don't, I, just tell you the, quick? I don't remember what the time, what what year they gave. In the 40s Everything that's up. happened in the three Indiana Jones movies we've seen, including the this flashback to this boat, happens either 1935 or 1936. No, this was in the 1940s, because this was the height of Hitler nope. in World War II, wasn't it? No. Let, I thought let's, it flashed... not, let's not haggle about okay. this, but I'm pretty sure it said like 1944. Okay. But anyways, it flashes forward a little bit. He's on this boat, and... The boat scene is like classic cheesy Indiana Jones, like punching three people at a time, you know? Yeah, like with the the punching noise. (laughs) Um, Which, which, by the way, that was dead on. Which, by the way, I really like that. I do. It's so cheesy and bad, and we don't do that in movies anymore, but we miss it. Um, He's just punching people. It's super dramatic and ridiculous. And then he... um, he gets on like a zip line. He zip lines himself and f- jumps into the middle of the ocean, which you're like, why would he do that? Mm-hmm. But for some reason, then the entire ship explodes like it was hit with a missile. He is a destructive motherfucker. <laughs> he killed all of them. Everybody for the, dies. For the cross of Coronado. Yeah. <laughs> Every, dude, he kills so many people. Like how many people have died at the hands of Indiana Jones over for, an old piece of gold? For like a piece of gold. Yeah. Always. So, I think from there... That's because it belongs in a museum. (laughs) And I'll kill you for it. I'll kill everyone here. So, so he ends up um, back as a professor, which seems like he's a terrible professor um, because everyone wants to meet with him. He's a horrendous professor. Yeah. I got office hours. Janine, take down all the names of everyone. I'll meet with you. And then two (laughs) seconds later, he's like, fuck this. He jumps out the window. (laughs) Climbs out the window. Which is fantastic. So where does he go after that? Well, the the Donovans folks pick him up in the car. Correct. And, and he, he gets, and now we get that classic indie exposition dump. Correct. Which in the first one, it happened in the same exact way in the university. The second one, it happened in an Indian village. And in the third one, back here, back at the rich university. Rich dudes. Yep. Well, yeah, at the we rich have, dudes. We like, have a mission for you. We have new exciting information about something you've cared about all your life. Let's go. And he, de- they, they actually, I thought they wrote this really smartly. I, I thought it was pretty smart. When too. he was like, our project leader disappeared. Yeah. And we don't know what happened. He's gone. 
Um, our backup project leader is like doing their best. And he's like, you know what? Donovan, you got the wrong Jones. Mm-hmm. You need to talk to my father. And then he's like, uh, he's, your father was our project leader. He's missing. He's missing. And so then then you feel a very like human moment. Yep. Like, oh my God, his dad's been kidnapped. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. And so then kind of off we go. Yeah. So he accepts the plane tickets to Venice. Now they're off to Italy in ah, the most James Bond Venice. moment. The, the whole thing is very... Well, we get a little indie and then we get up a little Bond after that. Mm-hmm. So he meets the girl. What's her name? Dr. Elsa Schneider. Boy, does he come on strong with her. Oh my gosh. Wow, is he, he a dog. He makes me uncomfortable with how strong he comes on to her. With yeah. the flower? The flower. I'll get you another one tomorrow. Yeah, like... blah, blah, blah. My eyes and my mouth, but uh, the rest of me belongs to you. He's aggressive. And she's like, we're here for work. And dude. think about it, This takes place the same year as he just walked down the steps with Marion. Who we don't see in this movie. But you're now you're... I'm hung up on her. You need, you're getting too technical with this stuff. I know. And you're not supposed to be, apparently. Dude, don't worry about care. when these things happen. It was like two months after the first huge adventure. Women are disposable to him as all male action stars in the late 80s. And so are, so are lives. Yeah. <laughs> for, for Museum Cross. Yeah, right. um, so they instantly decide that they're going to go to where the dad was, where his father was. Last scene. Last scene was at this... Um, Church turned library. It's a Venetian library. Yeah, yeah, turned into a library. And he makes some comments about, this doesn't even look like a library. This looks like a church. And it's kind of packed. She says, it's about to close, so I'm going to see if we can stick around a little longer. This is the worst part of the movie. Why? Oh, my gosh. This is horrible. Okay. With the, the, the swimming and the rats? I'm not even there yet. Okay. Oh. So, first off, um, they're looking for these clues in a way around. And what do they do? They move a singular metal um, like rope holder. Yeah. That was really movable and probably would get moved every time they cleaned the floors, which was probably pretty often, which was covering this giant hole in the floor. No, no, what? no, 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 What are you no, no. talking Eric, about? Eric, you don't get it. No, he broke that hole with the... So the, he grabbed that holder and he, broke the hole. He grabbed there. it and so... There I was, thought it was just listen, underneath listen, it. Listen, no. Listen, no, 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 no. So there was... He grabbed it and then they cut away to the guy who was stamping the books. Oh. And he was smashing the floor simultaneously, and the guy thought that he was making that noise by stamping the, the books. Which was funny. Oh, okay. I Okay, is that, that the part that ruined the movie for you? No, that was bad, oh, though. That okay, was bad, okay. though. So, no, that anyways, was fine. So that you was great. misunderstood. Okay, so I misunderstood that part, but he lifts up the floor. <laughs> Eric thought that, like, all he had to do was move it, and it was like, oh, the floor was broken. We covered it up with the That's rope. what I thought, and I was like, this is horrendous. This, this like, 1915 <laughs> produced, uh, like, rope pole has been here for 400 years that's what i thought no 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 okay so anyways they end up cl- how climbing. did you not figure that out i don't know you're We're smarter than this i Eric. wasn't paying well, he attention. wasn't watching enough. he definitely wasn't so they climb down into the basement and it's pretty cool like she goes first I mean, for some reason the basement the catacombs yeah yes. the catacombs and she goes down first and she steps on a bunch of like skulls and bones and stuff there's obviously a bunch of people are buried down there yeah i loved the fact that they were like Oh, this is pagan, and it dates back to blah 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 blah. The Christians most definitely would have buried people, blah blah. And I was like, in at this point, yeah, I was like, this all, all that stuff was fantastic. I was like, this is literally just like the, the Da Vinci Code, just copied this. 
Yes, exactly. The, yes, <laughs> yes, in the right order. Thank you. Just copied this, like they updated it into like how we tell stories now. Yes, so it's more complicated, it's a little more modern. Yes, but like they just copied that exact exactly. same thing. Yes. It's the so, same thing. So then we get the rats, and you got to remember. To so far, we've had snakes, a big pit of snakes, and then we had bugs in Doom, and now we have rats. So you see how they're trying to like, hey, what's worked in the past? Let's give the people what they want. And this time they chose rats. And once again, they had to pick a different actress based on who, instead of who they actually wanted, because another main actress choice couldn't handle the rats. Who? I don't know who it was. Somebody that didn't get as famous because they couldn't handle the rats. So anyways, um, they figure out that the water is like petroleum. They actually, let me talk about the rats for a minute. It's pretty crazy. You're very hung up on the rats. So the rats... (laughs) They actually had to breed these rats. So they bred 1,000 rats because they can't just go get rats. Rats have diseases. So they had to breed these rats and months keep them, keep them before clean. production, keep them clean, and then get them ready for the scene. And then they had to take out an insurance policy for the rats, for 1,000 rats in case they got loose. They hurt people. They had a special insurance policy for 1,000 production-bred rats. So... In this, they, they figure out that this like water that runs down in these catacombs is actually like petroleum. I don't know I don't know science well enough to know if it was like petroleum mixed with water or if it was just petroleum. I'm the not gas really float, sure. But it does seem stupid. But That's in fine. reality, like it was just this super combustible <laughs> liquid, right? And then That's Indy, all that really matters. Yeah. Indy is down there. He literally trips and falls, arms first. And is soaked in petroleum. But then he gets this great idea to light a part of it on fire. Okay. And this was really bothersome to me. He's literally covered in gasoline pretty much. And he's lighting this thing on fire and walking around, stumbling around well, he took, with it. He took a bone from a dead corpse <laughs> yeah. and whatever clothing was, <laughs> that was wrapped around it. them. <laughs> And then lit it up. Okay, but Eric, okay, you're you're he's soaking. The plot machinations don't matter. And then and then the worst part about this is is when they get to find this um the knight's this tomb. Knight's tomb. Yep. The they couldn't even stop the thing from dripping into the petroleum. So like literally every two seconds, the fire is falling into the water, which is supposed to be petroleum, which is about to start on fire and light the whole place up. Yeah, fair and enough. I just kept being that's a, like... That's a decent plot criticism. Is this the thing that ruined it for you? Yes. Oh. I just kept this being is the like, moment that talks, this is ridiculous. This is the minus 10 Rotten Tomato score points? This part was so stupid. Okay. It was so simple for them to get down there and find all this stuff. They were just like, oh, I'll just break the floor and then blah, blah. Except I thought it was that he just found a hole. <laughs> so it is. I think we've added five. So anyways, back. in reality, though, this whole thing was ridiculous. They're carrying around fire and they find this this um, shield, right? Mm-hmm. And they get this. The, the whole shield. They get the they, rubbing. They only, they only had like seventy percent of it. They get yeah. the rubbing of the shield, okay? And I'm like, this is really interesting. This is like Da Vinci Code, and they get the rubbing of the shield, and I'm like, oh my gosh, they got the rest of the message. This is so cool. But then, of course, these like Turkish guys decide they're going to start the place on fire, which the dro- dropping of fire should have done, and they start the place <laughs> on fire. And when this happens, they go underneath the petroleum water, and they go up underneath this, um, like. Ancient in a flipped casket. over, yeah, stone right? cast. And it was the, the 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 image of the the girl in there with the rats pouring in was really cool. Yeah, she did that. And but, that's what I'm saying. But 
what drove me nuts is where the fuck was the rubbing paper <laughs> during this whole time that he's just soaking himself? How does this rubbing paper make it out of? I mean, this let's. Thing? I don't want to get into like the. Wow. Let, let, I don't. I understand what you're saying, right? I mean, it's a stone tomb, and they flipped it upside down, and it didn't. He's sink, soaking and, wet. This piece know. of paper is disintegrated I, I or lost he, forever. He put a rock in a cannon, and and the, the gun blew <laughs> yeah, up like that a, was like a Bugs Bunny cartoon. Yeah. but like I'm just saying, if I don't want to, I don't want to spend all the time talking about like these little plot details. Okay, I and, just couldn't and, handle that part of the plot. The rest of the movie, that. I'm cool. I literally well, watched then, that. Did have I had zero problems with any of and it. Then I loved not, it all. Not, so. not only that, if it's petroleum, he's opening his eyes underwater and is like, I can I see a place for us to go. And <laughs> yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. That was all very convenient. I I get it. Okay. So but anyways let's move on. they get out of there, they get in this weird boat chase scene with Which like, was very James Bond. With like these like I don't know, like Turkish they're the protectors of the grail and they're yeah. a long line of Middle Eastern people that would you'd understand would be the probably the protectors of it yeah and so you get in this whole thing and I, I actually thought the boat chase scene was kind of cool mm-hmm. I liked it the you don't go that way what you told me to go that way part was good the whole part where he was like, you're going to die. And he's like, I have, I'm have, i at peace with my death, but are you? And, and Indy he, wasn't. Uh, the line was so much better than that. How many times does like, Indy get called out for his My soul is prepared, Dr. Jones. How's yours? Oh, like, yeah. That was like such a great line. Really it good. was a great line. Yeah. And he's been called out many times for his bluffs. Remember when he, he showed up with a rocket launcher claiming yep. he was yep. going to blow up the Raider, the, the Ark, and they're like, no, you're not. And he's like, yeah, I guess he'll just capture me then. <laughs> okay, I give up. Um, yeah, so that whole part was great. But in, in what we really find out is that his father is being kept at some kind of like castle. castle Scottish the, castle. No, well, but it's on the Austria-German oh, okay. uh, I thought border. It was, so right. pretty much a Nazi castle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that part was the best part of the whole movie. The castle? Yeah, maybe. Yes. Yep. So we get to meet, so Indy Jones busts into a room, and there's Jones Sr. And the Jones-on-Jones dynamic is amazing. It it unlocks the whole thing for me. I think it just shows, like, the, like, what a great actor Sean Connery was to mm-hmm. play this role, and then how great Harrison Ford was to play young Indy. Like, they, yeah. this, I talked about the... Star Lord and Thor dynamic, and this has all of those same vibes. Yeah, where they they hit every note, like their their command of the scene, and who's like got the mental upper hand versus who doesn't. Like when it becomes like a a physical manifestation, and Indy takes over versus like a cerebral one, and and his dad takes mm-hmm. over. Like it's it's fantastic. Yeah, it's really great. I love when like Indy like grabs the gun from the Nazis and kills like three Nazis, and like seniors like. Junior, what was what are you doing? That's and it's like as if Indy hasn't killed one hundred and fifty five fucking people in his day. Indy literally snuck onto a boat with someone and stole someone's property and, and then blew killed up them the all. boat, blew up the entire boat, <laughs> and then swam off. Mostly from a personal vendetta. Because so we he love was Indy pissed about the past. So. so then we get to the scene with Doctor Schneider. Yes, in the castle, and this is probably some of the highest comedy. Of all time. The spinning chair bit? No, prior to that. Like the she talks in her sleep uh, uh, pieces. And you get to find out a little bit more about... You start to infer about like why Senior disappeared. 
Yeah. And it wasn't because, you know, he was getting too close to the grail. It's that they needed Indy, they needed the diary and all that stuff. And that was the only way to draw him in. Mm-hmm. And like when they get tied up to the chair and the fire starts, this is just one of the most like unbelievable set pieces yeah. in movie history. And, and I don't huge, care that it's from the 90s. Huge smile on my face. It's so stupid and so perfect. It's it was so perfe- well done. I, I literally, yeah. my note was the spinning door bit was perfection. <laughs> that was my note. It's so great. The only thing I don't get is like, why does it only spin halfway sometimes? Who well, because somebody's hitting the, who, yeah. Oh, oh now you don't, you don't care? care? Okay, now. fair enough. <laughs> Good to know. Um, literally, this was incredible, though. I love this whole scene. And then um, their entire escape, letting the boat go, driving off on the motorcycles, sticking the flag into the motorcycle spokes. I mean, this yeah. is just all incredible stuff. Now, um, where... Oh, this is also the part where you, you find out that... Um, who's his friend? The museum guy? Marcus Brody. Marcus, Marcus Brody. He tells them, Marcus is a chameleon. He speaks 10 languages. He blends in. He has friends in every city. What does he say? He's he, gone. He's got three days uh, you know, lead on you. He's a ghost. He's gone. He might already have With the grail. With any luck, yeah. he's got the grail already. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they cut to him just bumbling around. They nailed transitions. They figured transitions out by this well, and era then when of they filmmaking. Like, I thought you said Marcus was going to blend in, disappear. He's like, oh, dad, you know Marcus once he got lost in his own museum. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. I, I think that this um, whole part of it is pretty lighthearted, but it's top-notch storytelling especially when you compare it to the first two now all the indiana jones movies at least the first three are really good but like you can see the transition from i believe 1981 to 1989 in storytelling and movie making and just how far things had come in that short period of time Mm -hmm. so i mean at this point they've had you know they had the the bike and the sidecar chase sidecar scene with the, mm-hmm. you know a lot of chases in this um and then they decide they have to go to germany to berlin and, specifically to berlin yeah. and to me i was actually something that i hadn't picked up on when i was younger watching it how horrifying that scene really was i mean they had what, what would you guess 400 extras for that scene i for mean they one? built for the book burning oh scene. Yeah, yeah 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 they had a million motherfucking extras. It looked totally real. The The costumes they had, the German uh, Nazi costumes, were real. They did not make those. They found them in, like, Austria in a fucking, like, bunker. And they were authentic World War II, like, wow. uniforms. It was truly, like, the scale of it and the passion of it was scary. For real. And... I thought, I don't know, some people think it's cheesy, but I thought the the Hitler signing the diary was like perfect irony. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I loved all of that, especially when um, after they escape the castle, Donovan gets the, the, the cable from, you know, HQ that says, you know, eliminate the American conspirators. Right. Germany has declared war on the Jones boys. And like, I, I it, they... But they went to the last place they would ever think to look. Right. Which is to Berlin at a Hitler rally. 
Yep. For lack of a better term. I just liked that the Nazis were the bad guys, and it wasn't 2020 when there are good people on both sides. Both sides, right. yeah. <laughs> it was pretty clear. Pretty established that there's... That was nice. Because Shit. now... Only we, history will do that. Yeah, because okay. now we think that some Nazis might be good or something. No, we don't. Not here at the Nordic. I was going to say, yeah, right. But um, in reality, they're the villains of all movies. It doesn't have to be that complicated, villains. actually. So then um, they, uh, yeah. they've got the diary. They've been to germany and then what do they have to do to get out they gotta ride the hindenburg baby yeah was that what's was that the hindenburg or was that the how they i think it was just um it wasn't it wasn't the hindenburg but they had to ride a blimp can i just mention at this point i think this is the best moment for me to mention that there is a chase scene in a horse on a motorcycle in a biplane speedboat and a tank and they were on a blimp so a ton of huge, ridiculous set pieces. They knew what the people wanted, and it was chase scenes. One apparently. of my favorite moments of the entire series is when he throws the dude out of the blimp, and everyone looks at him, and he's like, no ticket. Yeah, or he <laughs> knocks him out or whatever. And then everyone's like, oh, ticket, 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 yeah. ticket, their tickets. Love it. Great moment. Yeah. Um, this is just uh, Harrison Ford being the greatest action star of all time. At least at that point in time, yeah. Still, and then so they, they, they did the... They did a really cool effect, I thought, when they they had the shadows of when the blimp was turning and you could see like on their their menu or their drinks, like the shadows were turning and they realized what was happening. Mm -hmm. And then he was like, I thought it would take them a little bit longer to figure out that the radio was dead. So then they jump into the biplane. They jump into the biplane. He pulls the lever and he's like, I didn't know you could fly. He's like, fly, yes. Land, no. We've seen that, right? And that's a throwback. Um and so at this point, are they pretty much? Does the tank scene come next? Well, or, no. Then they then they're being chased by the Nazi, you know, the zeros, the, right? The the planes, and they quote unquote get shot down after Sean Connery shoots their own yeah. <laughs> rear was, prop or whatever. That was really funny. I'm sorry, son. They got they, us. Yep, they got us. <laughs> <laughs> and then they sort of like crash land that, and then they get into a car. Yep. And then the car is being chased by a plane, and then the plane crashes in the tunnel and goes by them, and then it bombs them. Oh, my God. And then they got to get out, and then the plane is still coming back, and then they do the birds, the, the pigeons or whatever, fly up yes. and crash the German plane, which was kind of brilliant. I love that part. I suddenly remembered my Charlemagne. Yeah. Like, just a great, like, philosophical throwback. Okay. So then... What's next? Then comes the... The tank scene? The tanks. Yeah. Yeah. Loved that. Which is also one of the most, like, if you think about the time and how long that scene took, like, as far as an action set piece, is unbelievably incredible. Yeah. like I mean, it, it really worked. It was really cool. It was very creative with them, like, the interplay between what's happening outside the tank and inside the tank, and they all have a role to play, and they play off each other, and it's humorous, and there's great lines, great action, um, love that. But of course, how it ends is one of the most memorable scenes in any Indiana Jones movie where they all think that Indy has died and, and they kind of mourn f- him and he walks up behind them, which I just think was so funny. And this was one of the first ones that like first movies that had done that. Yeah. A, a thousand movies have done it since then. And this was one of the first ones that were like gave you the, the, you know, three for a loop kind of thing. Like I lost him. And then he, you know, he pops up behind him. Yep. Brilliant. So eventually they make their way to the Valley of the Crescent Moon. There we go. 
And, or the canyon of the crescent moon, excuse me. And they go into this like... Which is in like Jordan or something like that? Beautifully carved building into the side of uh, a cliff. And when they enter, um, they... Are do they are they already with the Nazis or the Nazis there with The Nazis are there and they don't know that they've gotten there. And how many times does Indy get caught? I mean, he gets caught and gets and escapes four times every Every movie. time. Yeah. So he easily gets caught and then they use him to be like, all right, well, our guys keep getting their heads chopped off. Maybe they should duck. It's not that hard. But the first trial, how, how much did you guys love the three trials? Um, as classic as you remember, or did, did they disappoint this they're, time? They're terrible. Um, I loved them. I thought they were creative. I thought it was really fun. I think that they're terrible, like in terms of like movies now, but like they're so charming just in the history of movies that I really liked. I liked it because like they didn't even get past the first one because they kept getting their heads chopped off and nobody knew what was happening. Two guys got their heads chopped off and then Indy goes in ducks. Right. But nobody, nobody knew what was, what was doing the chopping. Yeah. Cause it was so fast. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not like you, it's not like they could have sent a second guy to stand right behind him and be like, okay, now you stand behind him and see what happens to his head. And then you avoid that thing. That's true. That's true. So he gets through all three trials. I love the bridge. I remember the bridge was amazing. I mean, for me, when I was younger and I saw that, that the, the, the camera pan, effect. Yes. I was mind blown. Agreed. I thought it was the coolest thing I've ever seen in a movie. I was still mind blown by seeing it. Yeah. Like, I mean, now a it's a job. little cheesier. I get it. But like, damn, did it, was it cool? And he threw the pebbles out and it's like, wow, like, you know, what, what a cool, cool moment. Um, Love that. And then you get what I thought was a little disappointing then. Thought is a little disappointing now. The the knight who is still alive and kind of gives his little speeches. I thought it was a bit of a down moment, kind of a boring moment in like a super exciting finale. I think it I think it was boring at first, but then when he explains it later, you understand why he is the way he is. And that you're granted eternal life, but you're also chained to this place. Which means it's essentially worthless. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah, that yeah. was the whole point of searching for the grail is that yes you may live forever but it's only in this building mm-hmm. and then they have i'd so, invite so many friends over from, from what phone <laughs> you just party all the time i'd be like hey i'm gonna come back in a couple months i'm gonna just make this place into a yeah. really cool y'all place. make sure you don't move that one right there that little brown <laughs> yeah. cup don't touch that thing yeah or you're all dead yeah that's yeah that's perfect um i think I think I liked the end with the place falling apart, but boy, did the woman do some bad acting. Andy, this is what we've always wanted. Let's go. And he's like, no, no, don't go. And then he does the same thing. I like that moment. But they always I like the, how he reached for it, too. He well, wanted it so bad. I too. meant before the start, stuff started breaking down and oh, she had it. Yeah, that was terrible. Well, but you, you forget she picked the wrong cup on purpose because she wanted to kill Donovan. Yeah, she assassinated him. Right. Did, did you get is, that? Yes. Yeah, okay. She picked the wrong cup. And then she was she, hella confident in her she, pick, by the way. She thought that her only way to get it out of there was Indy. And so <laughs> the guy was like literally like, Yeah, if you pick the wrong cup, you'll die. And she was like, It's for sure this one out of all fifty of them. Yeah, and, they, and then looked, he was like, Yes, <laughs> you are right. I will try it first. <laughs> he didn't win right for it. But see there great effect on the eight like fast aging. I thought that was cool. So scary. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just I think that like they were playing into the notion of human greed and humanity's like 
similar with the Nazis, their ease to lap up things that they want to be true, but aren't necessarily true. And so when she handed the cup to him, Donovan was like, yep, it's more beautiful than I can ever imagine because he wanted it so badly yeah. to be true. Not that he was thinking Had any real logical reason exactly. to believe that was the one. And Indy was the one who was like, it's not going to be... It's a cup of a carpenter. Carpenter cup, right. And and that's what Elsa said too. You know, it will not be made of metal yeah. or whatever. Um, so I think both of those instances were playing into the like the human idea of I want more than what I'm supposed to be taking. Mm-hmm. And that's why Elsa wanted to take the cup too, even though 10 seconds before the dude that has been alive for 2000 years is like, don't take it past the great seal. And she's yeah. like, Indy, we can leave. Yeah, we got anyway. it. So um, I thought the ending was perfect um, with senior being like junior. Let it go. Yeah. Yeah. And him realizing this is not worth dying for. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and then they, they pretty much leave the valley. And that's that's almost the end of the movie. They ride off into the sunset. They have the nice moment where it turns out that Indiana Jones is not his real name. His name is Henry Jones Jr. And that he named himself after his fucking childhood dog, which is a little pathetic for old Indy, who is, in the first two movies, was the super coolest infallible superhero suave james bond-esque and then in the third movie they emasculate the hell out of him but it makes him more like he named himself after a dog and he's like it's almost like sting it's like no don't call me gordon i'm sting now i'm sting you know it's kind of pathetic but in like a likable way i think he just didn't want to be like his dad yeah and that was his way of like rebelling but he became I'm making, just ex- like I'm making dad, excuses. Yeah, I'm making excuses for the plots. But I, I feel like it was just sort of like, a, I want a way to differentiate and be myself and not be Henry Jones Jr. Yeah, yeah. And that's it. That's all there is for the Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Rebots. There's nothing else. Nothing else. No yeah. other movies. They didn't make any other movies. Like Rocky Five. Never happened. <sighs> yeah. Unfortunately, we have one more to watch. And I'm going to try to approach this movie. I'm going to do it. With an open mind. I saw it in theaters. And I'm going to, I maybe did too. I did. And I'm going to um, attempt to, to find the, the good moments. Um, I don't think that's what we should do. I texted you guys this. That we should just hate watching it? I, no, I think we should rewrite it. Yeah. No, I like, let's, let's talk about a few things they could have done to actually make it good. That's a great idea. And we won't spend this much time on it. We're going to spend five minutes on it. And then we're going to spend three minutes on what we would have done differently. And that will be the end of it. But for me... I love this movie. I was reminded why this was my favorite Indiana Jones movie of all. uh, And it's one of my top 10 action movies of all time. Um, Absolutely love it. I just think it was funny, exciting, interesting, all of the things. So I think you and I have similar rankings. Three, one, two, four. Three, one, two, four. And you're, Eric, you're three, two, one, four. One and two are the same. Good. Okay. Well, you need to officially rank it. I think that the one reason I might put one ahead of two is because the the end scene is better. Yeah, yeah. agreed. No, in the warehouse. Yep. That like. Oh, that's so cool. I love that mystery. It's so cool, and that's one of the best parts of the entire series to me. Yep, and so memorable. It's kind of marvelly too. It like it's so got it's marvel-y. got a Marvel vibe to it. it. Does, it's know. a post credit scene. It's yeah. the first post credit scene. Yeah. It literally has no bearing on the plot, but is hella interesting. And it adds so much to the original story. We're like, oh shit. That's sitting there. Yeah. Look at that warehouse full of stuff. Yeah. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. Where do you think the cross of Coronado ended up in that warehouse? 
That was it ended down. up. It ended up in, in some, a museum in someone's private collection. That's true. Yeah. All right, guys, that is it. That's that all we a have. Long, that's a long pod. That's so all we, we have we for this, this episode. We're sorry to go so long on you guys, but you needed it this week, just like we all did. So we will be back with you guys next week. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Nord East podcast. Yeah.